Welcome to the teaching ministry of Stephen Fraser and Life of Faith Bible Church. An outreach dedicated to helping you triumph in every area of life. Now here's Pastor Fraser with today's message. Do you know that it's well with your soul? It is well, it is well, it is well, it is well. That song, the inspiration from that song comes out of the word of God from a woman in the Bible. She couldn't have any children until the prophet Elijah came along and then gave her a word and she ended up having a child. But then the child, after he he gotten older, we don't know exactly how old he was, he died. He died on her. And she picked up his body and just laid it on the bed where the prophet would come and stay whenever he was passing by that way. And she got herself a chariot. She called for a a servant to come to assist her to go to the prophet. And her husband, who was out in the field, asked, uh, is everything okay? Why are you going to go see him? It's not Sunday. It's not a church day. Why are you going to go do that? And she just answered, it is well. It is well. And anything that came, came up in front of her and asked her, what's going on? Is everything all right? Her answer was, it is well. Hey, that's pretty good. Your son just died. He's lying dead back at the house. And you're saying, it is well. It is well. See, this is a woman of faith. She was looking past the scene into the unseen. She knew that God was watching over her. She knew that God was the almighty God who is the God who's more than enough to take care of this situation. And it's a pretty serious situation. I don't know if there's anybody in this room that has as serious as a situation as this woman was facing. But yet, she knew. She didn't just say it. She was just saying what she believed. See, a lot of times folks say things today, but they don't really believe it. They just make Faith confessions without really it being faith. Not, it really not being from their heart. We have to watch out for that. See, we can sing a song like that. It is well. It's a nice, lovely song. Nice, lovely song. Is it well? Is it well when it seems like all the hell is breaking loose all around your life? Is it well? Yes. It is well. And sometimes you just got to stop and think about it. Think about God. Think about what you're saying. Make sure you're in faith about it. In other words, it's real to you. It's real to you. You believe it. You believe it. You believe in God. You believe that if the Lord is your shepherd, you shall not want. And surely goodness and mercy is going to follow you all the days of your life. And it's going to overtake anything, any work of the devil that the devil's been doing in your life. Because the devil always try to get out in front of God. And try to do his business in our lives. But goodness and mercy is coming. I said goodness and mercy is coming. It's following me. It's following me regardless what's out in front of me. (laughs) I know it's coming up behind me. Amen. Goodness and mercy is coming. It's following. It's about ready to overtake. I believe it's about ready to overtake. I, 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 I believe it's about ready to overtake the United States of America. Goodness and mercy, man, it's about to overtake. 
It's about to overtake. You say, what is going on in our, in our country? What's, what's happening? Goodness and mercy is coming. It is well. It is well. She got to the prophet of God. And the prophet of God saw her coming. He sent his servant out, Gehazi, to go check on her and say, ask her what's going on. Ask her if everything's okay. He got to her, and her answer to him was, it is well. It is well. She got to the man of God, told him what happened. Man of God ended up raising this young boy from the dead. Oh, hallelujah. Nothing is impossible with God. Why is this in the Bible? Why do we see stories like this? Because God's trying to tell you what kind of God he is. He's the God who's more than enough. He's more than able to fix any situation, to change anything, even if it looks like it's hopeless and it's over. I mean, we're done, dead. God says, it's never too late. It's never too far gone. He's the God who's more than enough. Hallelujah. Come on, this is the God we're learning about. This is the God we're looking at in the Bible. Let him be that God in your life. So he says, I sure wish he would be. Well, it don't come, honey, by wishing. It comes by believing. Believing that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same. The same God you read here is here today. So sad to see how many churches are out there today preaching a totally different gospel. Making up their own things, you know. They're out there saying things like, well, the day of miracles passed away with the last apostle. Just made it up. That's just a made-up doctrine. That the day of miracle passed away. You can't find that anywhere in the Bible. It did not. I got news for you. It didn't pass away. And if it did pass away, he's the God that raises things from the dead. He takes things that passed away and he puts life in it. Come on, he's the God of miracle. He's not the God that has passed away. He's the God that's still the same. He's still the same. Oh, we got to stir our faith up this morning to know he's still the same. Nothing's too big for our God. Regardless of what we see. Regardless of, and you got to watch what you're looking at. And I mean taking a hard look at. Because we got a media world out there. That man, they, they give you some compelling things to look at. And they just want to captivate you. Get you locked in on the images that they're putting in front of you. And you've got to watch yourself. You've got to watch about letting the things that you're looking at become bigger to you than this Bible. Than the things we're looking at and talking about right now. Man, we give, we are mesmerized by this. Honey, come over here, look at this. By his stripes, you were healed. Kids, come in here, you got to see what's happening. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Oh, daddy, don't turn the page yet. That's how we got to be with the Bible. No, I'm not making anything up. That's how we got to be. This is the words of the living God. Right to you and I. This is God talking to us. And it'll work for us. He will be the God of the Bible if we believe. If we believe. Too many people get too mesmerized by fleshy, carnal things and miss the whole thing. 
They miss what God is doing. They miss what he's up to. We need to have a spiritual perspective on what's taking place in our world today. And I got news for you. The devil is in a panic. I'm telling you, the devil is in a panic. First, he came with a pandemic. Then he came with some rogue politicians. None of it's working. So finally, he started to stir up some rioting protesters. The PPP of Satan's army. And they've come out and they're making all kinds of noise. But I got news for you this morning. It is all passing away. It is all passing away. I said it's all. I got, a, I got a few amens and a couple stares. I said it's all passing away. You might as well mix your faith with it and become a part of the army of God and start shooting your weapons of words. You might as well just go ahead and get hooked up with it. Why don't we just go ahead and release a missile this morning out of this missile silo of faith? Amen. Let's just shoot our mouths off this morning. Let's shoot our amens off. Let's just go ahead and speak our faith this morning and destroy some works of the devil because that's how it happens. It's when the church opens their mouth uh, in faith and begins to believe what they say and they begin to shout and declare what God's up to. Our God's bigger. And the devil is under our feet. Hallelujah. He's in a panic. He's in a panic. But it's not the first time. It's not the first time the devil's in a panic. You know, the Bible tells us he's going to have a lot of panic attacks in the last days. The devil, he's going to have a lot of panic attacks in the last day. The Bible tells us over in the book of Revelation. Book of Revelation. Chapter 12. And uh, in verse 12, it says, Therefore rejoice, O heavens. Are you a part of heaven? We're part of heaven's army. We're not these little earthlings. We're not these little flesh creatures. We're a part of heaven's army. He says, therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. We're seated in the heavenly places. That's where we're dwelling. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. No matter what kind of evil plagues come upon the earth, it shall not come near you. Because you dwell in the secret place, in the heavenly place of the Most High. So what you ought to be doing? Rejoicing. Rejoice! Rejoice, oh heavens! <laughs> Hallelujah! Not murmuring and griping and complaining with the rest of them. But rejoicing! Not whining, worrying, doubting. Rejoicing! Rejoice! He says, but woe to the inhabitants of the earth, those that have set their minds on this world. Those who have set their minds on earthly things. Woe, 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 woe to you. Woe, for the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. He is so upset. He has all this wrath 
But why? Why? Because he knows. He knows. His window is closing fast. His opportunity is slipping away. He's losing. But he's a loser. The only way he can win is he's just got to be surrounded by losers. That's the only way a loser can win is he's got to be surrounded by losers. But we're here. We're here. The salt is here. The light is here. You and I are here. I'm talking about you and I. We're here. We make a difference. We're not sitting here quietly allowing the devil to have his way. We're not believing in everything that he's saying and doing. We're not studying his works. We're studying the works of God. We're in faith about what God's doing. We're declaring his words. What's, what's happening? What's happening? The enemy's works are fading away. Fading away. No, let's go back to verse 11. He says, and they, that's you and I. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Notice. They what? Overcame. Don't you like those words? Hallelujah. They overcame. Somebody say, I I overcome. overcome. I'm an overcomer. That's who I am. Yeah, it doesn't matter what's trying to come over you. You're going to overcome it. I said, it doesn't matter what seems to be coming over you. You're going to overcome it. It's who you are. Because greater is he that is in you than all the rioters in the world. Greater is he that's in the church. Come on. The church is alive and strong at life of faith, Bible church. And I got news for you, in many other places also. And for those watching by internet that couldn't get in the house this morning. We're winning. We're the overcomers. We're more than conquerors. We're the boss. We're the boss. We're the boss. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony. And they didn't love their lives to the death. They didn't love their lives in this world. They weren't living for the things of this world. They're living for heaven. They're living for God. Now, if you're living for things of this world and you're just an inhabitant of the earth, just inhabiting the things of this world and that's where your focus is, man, it's a scary time for you. It's a very scary time. Woe. Woe to you. But for the rest of us who know that we've been raised together with Christ Jesus and made to sit together with him in the heavenly places, we rejoice. We rejoice, we celebrate, and we overcome. We overcome. Not only for ourselves, but for our city. We overcome for our state. We overcome for our nation. We overcome for the world. That's, that's, we're not just thinking about ourselves. I, I mean, if it was just about us, we might as just all be beamed up now. We might as well just head home to heaven now. No, but bless God, we're on a mission from God. We're on a mission from God. We've got to bring a lot of folks with us. And we've got to bring a lot of God to them. We've got to bring his peace, his joy. His wisdom, his life, his light to them. And we're doing it. We do it sometimes face to face. And sometimes in prayer. Sometimes in a place like this. Just declaring. Just declaring. Listen, we're affecting the heavenlies. We're affecting the real problems in this world. Which are spiritual. 
demonic. There are evil spirits. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rules of the dark, spirits, holes, wickedness in heavenly places. So, so we, we know the real problem is our demons. But thank God they're no problem for us. Because Jesus has placed them under our feet. So we declare it and we keep them in their place. We declare the word of God. We speak the truth of God. And we say how it's going to go. See, we're, 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 we are in partnership with God. And God is a God who calls those things that do not exist as though they did. It don't look like it's going that way. It don't look like it is that way. But that's the way we say it. We say it the way we see it. And we see it the way God says it. That's faith. I said that's faith. And we have what we say. What do you say? You say, I have what I say. Amen. So it doesn't matter that the devil has jumped out there and he stirred up some folks that yield to lawlessness, rioting. We've been talking about the coming of the Antichrist. We did it, we just finished a series on it. One of his names is the lawless one. So guess what? Uh, there are many Antichrists or many lawless ones in the world, and now, yeah, you're seeing it. You're seeing a lot of them come out of their little cubbies. And they're out there making all this noise, but we shouldn't be shocked. What do you think, what do you think they've been feeding on all these years? I remember years, years ago, a couple decades ago, I turned to my wife and I, and I was just looking at some of the things people are listening to on the radio. Some of the filth and the violence they call music. And they're just listening to it, just filling themselves up with it. And all the filth and violence that they're just taking in, taking in through TV and now the internet and so forth. Just taking all this in. I said, you know, this has all got to come out someday. This has all got to come out sooner or later. I mean, we've got, we've got a generation of people that have a whole lot of vile things pented up on the inside. I mean, they got all kinds of wicked things built up on the inside of them. It's got to come out sometime. So why are we shocked? I'm, I'm actually shocked this hasn't happened sooner. That's, that's, that's what I'm more shocked about. I'm not shocked that it's happening. But thank God. We could put it back in its place. Thank God we could put Jack back in the box. We could put Jack back in the closet. We could lock him back up. If the devil comes along every once in a while, come along, and he just starts, he starts playing the tune of the lawless. Right? And then all the lawless people start reacting. Here they come. Let's run out there and let's, let's terrorize. Let's break things down. Let's, let's burn things up. Let's set the place on fire. I find it very interesting that the devil chose to release his horde of lawless ones to set fire to things on Pentecost weekend. Did you know today's the day of Pentecost? What's that? Well, that's the time where the Holy Spirit came like a rushing mighty wind and he sat upon God's people with tongues of fire. That's when God came in power and started setting people on fire. 
And he's here today to set some folks on fire. Somebody says, I am on fire. No, that's just a little flick me bick. No, that's just a little cigarette lighter. I'm talking about some real fire. Come on, somebody. God wants to baptize you with Holy Ghost and fire. That you just burn, burn for him. Just burning up, burning up with his love. Burning up, burning up with his power. And you really are a bright light to this world. Oh, thank God for the fire of the Holy Ghost. Any kind of fire that the devil would try to to light up around us in the flesh, in the flesh, can't stand against the fire of the Holy Spirit. It don't have a... Like I said, the devil always tries to get out in front of God. That's what he always tries to do. But God has the last word when his people speak it. I'm going to say that again. God always has the last word when his people speak it. We're not done yet. Praise God, we're not done yet. We're going to speak his word. See, God has the last word. Well, not if you're not talking. He's not going to have the last word in your life. When the last, last thing you said was what the devil said. I'm going to die. I'm going to be broke. I'm going to this. It's all all apart. Don't tell me God's going to have the last word when the last word you spoke was the devil's. If you want God to have the last word, then you be the one speaking last. It doesn't matter how much the yappers yapping in your ear. It doesn't matter how much doubt and unbelief is coming at you and coming at your head. I'm the last one to speak. When, this is, when all this clatter and all this noise has worn itself out, I'll still be speaking. I'll still be speaking. And God will have the last word. What he says will come to pass. His goodness, his mercy, that's been following me all the days of my life. It will overtake me. It will overcome everything that has tried to come against me. That has tried to come against me. Why? Because I serve a God of fire. I serve a God of fire. Can you say amen? Jesus said over in Luke's gospel, chapter 12. Luke 12, verse 49. He says, I came to send fire on the earth. I came to send fire. See, see the devil, you know, he wants to be God so bad. You know, that's what got him kicked out of heaven in the very beginning. He just thought he could, you know, I can be like the most high. I'm going to be like the most high, you know. Try to lift himself up above, again, above God. So, you know, he's just trying to imitate God. So he knows it's Pentecost weekend. He knew Pentecost weekend was coming. He's like, I got to get some fires going. I got to get some things stirred up. I got to get some fires going. So he's got folks out looting and lighting fires. Really? Is that the best you could do? Is that the best? You, some lighting fluid? Is that all you got? Man, we've got the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. It just turns everything the devil's doing around for our good. It just makes it all backfire on him. It just makes it all backfire. 
Any kind of darkness that he brings in, it just makes the light look that much more bright. That's all it does. He comes, he comes in with all this darkness like, okay, keep coming. Darkness, darkness, darkness. Okay, it is enough. Here we come. Poof. And our light comes in, and it's like, whoa. He just, all he did was just cause our light to shine brighter by coming in with greater darkness. You got to see it that way. Not just in the city, but in your own personal life. Anything the devil meant for evil, God is ready to make it all backfire on him. He's ready to make it all turn, all turn for your good. But can you hang in there long enough? Do you have the faith to say it is well? Do you have the faith to say it is well? When it looks like it's all hell? Huh? See, a lot of folks will just ring the bell and just quit. They just quit. I remember seeing a a video on uh, some uh, Marines, you know, people getting trained, the military. Man, it was... Really hardcore training. And he had this bell. And the drill sergeant stood there and he said, Now, at any time, you can quit. At any time. All you got to do is just ring this bell. We won't make you do another push-up. We won't make you do another thing. You can just go home and you see your mommy. And you can just go ahead and you can get on your nice comfy couch and just go home and just live a nice normal life. All you got to do now is ring the bell. And they're saying this why these guys are sweating and they're in pain. I mean, they want this to end now. A lot of them never rang the bell. The true soldiers didn't get up and ring the bell. What happens to you when all of hell comes to your house, comes into your world? What do you do? I give up. I give up. I don't understand it. Why is it happening to me? Problem is, after you ring the bell, you're going to get double hell. Because the devil don't know how to quit. Until he makes you a part of his army. Until he gets you fighting for him. And unfortunately, that'll happen to a lot of folks too. They'll end up fighting for the devil. Fighting for his army. Attacking the church. So sad. Sad, sad, but unfortunately, True. What happens to you when hell comes to your house? Somebody say, I ain't ringing any bell. Say it again. I'm not a quitter. God's not going to quit on me. Why would I quit on him? I'm a believer. I will not love my life in this world to the death. I'm ready to die doing these push-ups. <laughs> right? I'm ready to die. I'm ready to just die. Believe in God. Because I know he can raise me from the dead. He can resurrect me. Glory be to God. Because if I die in faith, he's going to have to get me up. If I die believing that I'm going to live, then bless God, somehow I'm coming back. When we go out of here, it's because we choose to go out of here. We lay our lives down. I said, we lay our lives. We're not afraid to lay our lives down for the gospel. Because then after this, we got that. After, after this, we got that. We got eternal life. Praise God, we got so much to look forward to. But the poor old devil, what was he got to look forward to? 
a lake of fire, a lake of fire and brimstone. Oh, Jesus wants to kindle that fire right now. I said, Jesus wants to kindle that fire and come and torment the devil before his time. I kind of like that. Are you ready to torment the devil before his time? We need to trouble the troubler. We need to cause chaos to the devil. Cause confusion in his camp. And just overthrow him and push him back. We're winning at my house. Oh, I'm telling you. See, that's prayer. Just utter those words. When you utter words of faith, you're in prayer. You're in connection with God. You're in communication with the Most High. And you'll have what you say. That's prayer right there. I have what I say. It is well. Watch and see. It may not look like it. Stick around. It is well. Woo! Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, thank you, Lord. It is well, it is well with my soul. He said, I came to send fire on earth. That's what I came to do. To set some folks on fire, not just buildings. He says, but I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how distressed I am till it is accomplished. Boy, what Jesus had before him. To go to that cross. But thank God he did it for you and I. And now he came and baptized us with Holy Ghost fire. Now we got to fan it into a flame. Receive some fresh, fresh kerosene. Fresh fuel. Fresh oil. Fresh oil. Come on, Lord. Anoint me with some fresh oil this morning. Do you know you need it? Do you know how bad you need it? Yeah, we need fresh oil. We need fresh oil. Our flames need to be burning a whole lot brighter than they've been burning. Thank God for what we got, but man, it needs to get a whole lot better. It doesn't take much. Just got to let God fan it. That's what he's using me. I'm his little poker this morning. He's just taking me and sticking some of you. Moving the logs around a little bit, you know. But get ready for the, for the, for the, for the fuel. Get ready for the fuel. My brasicola, about the dish, the angels walking up and down the aisles right now. Just, 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 just lighting things, just getting ready. We need an explosion. That's what we, we just need an explosion, kind of like a SpaceX thing, you know, just, we need an explosion. That's what we need. We need something to just launch us, man. Launch us. I mean, we're here, we're loaded, we got the equipment. We just need to be launched. Make history. Go up to new heights. Come on. Go up to new heights with the Holy Ghost. Oh, man. T minus 10. Nine. Eight. I got to hurry. I got to hurry. I got to get in this word. I can hear it going down. Ooh, thank God. John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water. But one mightier than I is coming. This is for all you Baptists. <laughs> Whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. That's what he said he'd do. Praise God for speaking in tongues. But how about some fire? 
We need some fresh fire. Obadiah said this in chapter 1, verse 18. It says, The house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame. But the house of Esau shall be stubble. The house of Esau shall be stubble. They shall kindle them and devour them. In other words, Jacob and Joseph. They shall kindle them and devour them. And no survivor will remain of the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken. What's he talking about there? Well, you know Esau, according to the book of Romans, among other places, Esau symbolizes the flesh, fleshy people, people that live according to the flesh, people that live for the things of this world. But Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, he symbolizes the spirit, those who are of the spirit. And so when the fire of God gets going, not everybody gets blessed. And you got to understand that too. It's not a blessing to everyone, which means you're not a blessing to everyone. Which means don't bow to political correctness and feel like you got to make it so that everybody accepts you and accepts your gospel and your God because it won't happen. Because you on fire for God are not a blessing to those who have set their lives on the flesh. Those who are determined to live according to this world, they don't want to see, hear, or feel your fire, which is the fire of the Holy Spirit. They don't want anything to do with it. Why? Because it burns them up. Turns them to stubble. That's what it does to them. Turns them to stubble. And so you can't be afraid of turning people to stubble. Showing them up for what they are. Showing up those that are anti-Christ for what they are. Anti-Christ. You can't be afraid of causing lukewarm Christians whom the Lord said, I will spoo you out of my mouth, especially in the last days. You can't be afraid of offending them. You can't be afraid of turning them off. Look at you. Just turning people away the way you talk. Turning people away from the gospel. Turning people away from Jesus. You need to learn to talk nicer. You need to learn to act different. And when it comes to this Holy Spirit fanatical stuff, you do that in a back room. You don't bring that out on a Sunday morning. You're going to scare half the people away. And how many have bowed? I'm talking churches. Have bowed. The political correctness, they put the Holy Spirit in the back room, but the truth is when you go back there, he ain't there either. Some people, they start out that way. Well, we'll do it this way. We'll put the Holy Spirit in the back room. If you want special prayer for something special, we're not going to really talk about that special something. It has something to do with the Holy Spirit, but we're not going to talk much about the Holy Spirit. But if you want something special, here in the back room, just go back there. They do that enough times, next thing you know, there ain't even a back room to go to. Are you following me? That's the world we live in today. Somebody say, I'm not ashamed. Of the gospel. I'm not ashamed. Of the fire of God. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. I am a tongue talking. 
demon casting out, Holy Ghost filled, child of the living God. Let him mock. Let him mock. Let him say, oh, you must be drunk. You must be drunk. You must be crazy. Let him say it. We win. Keep burning, folks. Too many people, they lose their fire. They walk out of church, they lose their fire. Why? Because they go out there and they got to be nice to everybody. They got to they they hide the fire. You got to hide the fire. Well, you can't hide the fire. When you smother fire, it goes out. Did you get that? When you smother fire, it goes out. And some folks, man, I mean, they don't soon walk out of God's presence and they, all they are is smoldering. They are just smoke. They are just hiding Jesus. They're hiding the Holy Ghost. We don't want to offend anybody. I wouldn't invite anybody to this church. This church, I just wouldn't do that because you never know what our pastor is going to do. I'm gonna, I, I would take them to a church where everything's very organized. And they know three weeks in advance what they're going to say and every line they're going to speak. Listen, if you, wanna, if you want a speech, go to a political rally. But if you want God's presence and you want his power, come to Life of Faith Bible Church. Uh, come over to your house. Uh, come over to your house. Come on, somebody. Too many smoldering saints who are about ready to be completely extinguished. Time to wake up. Wake up. You're going to offend people. But like our master said, blessed is he who's not offended because of me. Right? Isn't that what he said? Jesus probably said that while a big portion of the Pharisee crowd were walking away. He's in the middle of preaching. And, and a big portion of the crowd probably just started walking away. And he said, and blessed is he who's not offended because of me. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Well, it won't because due to social distancing, we haven't opened up. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Everybody say stubble. Don't be afraid to make stubble of stupidness. Don't be afraid to make stubble of stupidness because there will be those in there that will be refined by your fire. They'll be refined as gold. That's what he says in Malachi chapter 3. Don't leave Obadiah yet though. Malachi chapter 3 verse 2. It says, but who can endure the day of his coming? And who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like launderer's soap. He will purify the sons of Levi, that's those in the ministry, and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer to the Lord an offering in righteousness. Notice what the fire of God does to the priesthood. How many people have a ministry? Three hands. Four, five, six. How many people have a ministry? We're, part, we're participants this morning. Class, how many people have a ministry? 
Go ahead. I know it's hard to lift the hand. It's hard. I understand that. But let's just go ahead and do it anyhow. We're going to open our mouths, lift our hands. We might even end up dumping and dancing and shouting before this whole thing's over. Could you imagine that? How offensive that would be on Facebook. But anyway. And we're on there this morning. Don't you dare change this link. All right. Let the fire of God refine your life. Let the fire of God refine your life. Well, you've got a ministry. You've got a priest. The Bible says you're a holy priesthood, a royal priesthood. I'm a holy nation. That's what you are. So he says, notice this in the New Testament. You are. And he says in Malachi 3.2, for he is a refiner's fire, and like launderer's soap, he will purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver. See, when the fire of God It's your life. You don't become stubble. You become purified. You just become more refined. That's why we love the Lord's rebuke. We love when he corrects us. He loves when he shows us where we're messing up. Why? Because we don't want to be mess-ups. We don't want to live our lives as mess-ups. We don't want to be messing up. We don't want any secret sins in our life. We don't have anything in our life that's offensive to God. We don't want to have any, anything that, that is of the devil. We don't want him to have any of his hooks in us. None. We want to be clean. We want fire. We want purging. We want purification. We want to be pure and holy and blameless in his sight. And the devil comes and he ain't got nothing. He ain't got nothing in us. Can you say amen? That's what the fire of God will do to you. That's why you need fire. Burn the chaff off of your life. Burn the chaff off you. Anything the devil tries to put on your life, you just burn it up. Burn it up. We're not going to let it get snuffed out. We're going to lift it up. We're going to lift it up. Say, thank God for the fire of the Holy Ghost. And so, but it is stubble. You got to understand that. I, 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 you know, again, because it's, it's, it's purifying to us, but, it, you know, it's a blessing to me. I mean, there's been plenty of things that have come out of my mouth. You know, sometimes the Lord used me as a, as a flamethrower. He uses me for different things. Sometimes I'm a flamethrower. And he just puts me under his arm, you know, or puts me over his shoulder. And he looks at Terrence, you know. Just launches something, you know, right out of me. Just burns the chaff right off him. And his reaction? He's over there laughing. Hands up laughing. Thank you, Jesus. Fire away, pastor. Fire away, Lord. Some of you are gluttons for punishment. You know that? You just love coming here. You just love it. God, hit me again, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. More, more. Burn that thing off too, Lord. Not everybody's like that. Oh, not everybody's like that. Some people just even talking about it, not even really dealing with their sin, just talking about that we could deal with your sin. Oh, that's not nice. They don't want to be anywhere near that. They don't want to be anywhere near Because they're hanging on to their sin. So when the fire comes to remove it, they go with it. They feel all of it. I know, it's true. You and I, when the fire hits the sin, woo, it's gone. And we're freer. We're cleaner. We're more pure. We're better. Because we're not, we're not clinging to sin. 
You might have stuff in your life uh, that ain't right, but if you're in here, more than likely, you don't want it in your life. But if you do, then this will destroy you. Or before it destroys you, you will run. You will run. And some people, they try. You know, they try to stay here as long as they can, you know. Bless their hearts. They try to stay here hanging on to their sin. They try to stay here as long as they can hanging on to their sin. And they just hang in there. Every service. So they leave and they find something wrong with every service. Something wrong with me. Something wrong with the church. Something wrong with somebody in the church. There's not love in here. There's nothing. You know, there's always something. something. Something's not right. They took my seat. I don't like the way they sat me. They, they put me here. They didn't put me there. Why did they put them up there? Not me? They always got something wrong. Why? Because they're hanging on to sin and hit, getting hit with fire. And it hurts. It hurts. You see this? It hurts. See? So eventually what's going to happen? One of two things. They're either going to let go of the sin and start loving it around here. Say, Pastor, this word set me free. Thank you. <laughs> or they're going to leave saying, I think he's the Antichrist. <laughs> I, think, I think he's the Antichrist. <laughs> it's true, though. It really is true. It's the funniest thing to watch. Doesn't bother me at all. Doesn't bother me a lick. I know exactly what's going on. It's never offended me. It's never bothered me that people get offended. It's never bothered me at all. See people leave. I just well, watch yourself on the way out. You know. Got some sanitizer for you. Be, if you're not going to live sanctified, you better get extra sanitizer. Right? Doesn't bother me a lick. I see it coming a lot of times. Doesn't bother us. I mean, that's just my job. That's what I do. I damn some people, and I bless some people to heaven. Because Jesus said, that's what you do when you preach the gospel. He said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe you will be condemned or damned. That's what he said. They'll be damned. Well, they'll be damned. So I damn people all the time. I mean, I don't want to damn them, but really they damn themselves by not believing what I'm saying. You understand what I'm saying? Damn is not a curse word. It's a Bible word. Relax. It depends how you use it, you know. So you can't be afraid of, you can't be afraid of making stubble of folks. You can't be afraid of offending people. You can't, they don't like me. We've got to do something. We've got to change everything to make these people happy. We've got to keep these people here because we're all about growing our church and causing people to come to Jesus. No, we're not. No, no. We're about blowing people with fire <laughs> and then seeing who comes out of it. See, I like, I like a clean church. If I could, I'd come down there right now. I'd smack, I'd get every one of you. I like a clean church. I'm not just looking for chairs to be filled with people. I could care less of chairs. What's that doing for me? What's that doing for me? It's not doing, it's not doing a thing for me. Having your, having, having your hiney in a chair. That, that isn't doing anything. If it's a whiny hiney, it ain't doing anything for anybody around here. I just burn the thing out and just send it out. Don't talk like that. You'll offend somebody. Send them out. <laughs> People that love the truth, they love it. They don't, you, you can't hardly say anything will offend them. 
Hardly saying anything. In fact, Jesus tried in John chapter 6. Read the whole thing. He had all these people following him, calling themselves disciples. So he stopped and he goes, eat my flesh, drink my blood. (laughs) So he said, eat my flesh, drink my blood. (laughs) And they said, this is a hard saying. He said, are you offended because of this? And they all left. And it it bummed Jesus out so bad, he turned to his 12. He says, you guys want to go too? That's what he said. You guys want to go too? Peter's like, Lord, where would we go? You got the words of eternal life. I don't know half of what you're saying, but it just feels good. Feels good. (laughs) You just can't offend the guys. So why are we so worried? Why are we so worried? Let's clean things up. Let's just clean things up. Clean things out. The whole route, man. We're in it. We're in it. We're in it now. We're committed to this. Today's today's the day. We're finding some commitment. We're finding where the commitment is. That's what we're finding out today. Sometimes, every once in a while, Jesus will pull a John 6 on us. He'll come in there and do a purging. Do a cleansing. Do a movement. Get things out that need to go. Toxic things. Toxins. You don't want all these toxins built up in the body of Christ. That's why they got to be vomited out. If they don't move out some other way, they're going to have to be vomited out. It's going to have to come out one way or the other. Can't have toxic things in the body of Christ. Messes up the whole church. I mean, we want to be the church, right? We, I mean, we want to be, we don't want to be a church. We want to be a part of the church, man. Whew, the body of Christ. How awesome. How awesome. But the devil always makes the first move to try to preempt a move of God. Just like going back here to Esau. Esau shall be stubble. He shall be stubble. The things of the Spirit are not a blessing to those of the flesh, those who set their minds on the flesh, those who live according to the flesh. It's not a blessing to them. And they're the ones the enemy's going to use in his army in these last days. The enemy has an army. There is a body of the beast. Just like there's the body of Christ, there's the body of the beast. He has his believers. He has his people that conform to this world and follow his way of thinking, his way of living. And man, they're around us all the time. But thank God the body of Christ is rising up in the earth. But when that body of beast gets out there, it always tries to get out there. And I'm talking about those of the flesh. Always try to get out there ahead of God. Just like with Esau and Jacob. Right? They were twin brothers. But the day came where Rebekah was to deliver these two. And the Bible says that Esau came out first. He was of the flesh. The fleshy one. He came out ahead of he who is born of the Spirit. He who is of faith. He came out ahead, but oh, I like what Jacob did. Even as a little infant in his mother's womb, he reached out. And he grabbed the ankle of his brother and reined him in. He pulled him back in and said, no, you don't. And pulled him back in and he came out. But 
Esau was still considered the firstborn because he got out there just enough for the uh, woman that was helping in the delivery to tie a little thing about him and say, well, this is the one that came out first. And the next one, he got pulled back in. See, she was yielding to the flesh. Oh, we got to, oh, we got to, you know, this one that came out first. Why don't you, let's finish the process. This isn't over yet, honey. This isn't over yet. He's not fully out yet. Let's just wait until he's fully out before you call him the firstborn. Because it isn't over until it's over. Let God have the last word in this situation. And so Jacob said, no, 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 flesh creature. No, 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 you work of the devil. Uh-uh, uh, you seed of unrighteousness. Uh-uh, I'm coming out. Aren't you glad that Jacob didn't just sit in there and say, I'm always the last one. Why couldn't I have come out first? Why does it always happen this way for me? I don't understand this. I'm so glad even a senseless little infant with just a mustard seed of faith said, No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. And reigned the enemy back in. See, that's what we do. We don't just sit here and watch what the devil's doing. We don't just sit and watch and wonder and marvel. We reach out the hand of faith and we say, not so. Not so quick, Mr. Devil. And we pull him back in. Put him back in his place. Can you say amen? amen. Praise God forever. Genesis chapter 25, verse 23. Or actually, verse 25. It says, the first came out, Esau. He was red. That's why they called him Esau. It means red. He was red. How many people know the devil's face is red today? He's full of wrath. He's angry. He's angry. He's got a red face. But afterwards, his brother came out, and his hand took hold of Esau's heel... So his name was called Jacob. Jacob reigned in the enemy. You've got to remember, the devil is always trying to put his works out ahead of us. And I believe right now he's trying to preempt a mighty move of God in this world. He's making a lot of noise, trying to do it, trying to prevent from happening what God has planned will happen. And you and I are the ones to make sure God's plans come to pass. We got to be like Jacob. Not take a back seat. Some say, I'm not taking a back seat to what God's doing in these last days. Now, see, you got to say these things. I'm not taking a back seat. No, 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 no. We're going to be right up there seated with him. In the front seat, in the heavenly places, we're going to take the lead in this generation. We're not just going to sit back and wait and see what happens. We're going to, we're going to tell you what's going to happen. We're going to be a part of making things happen. We're not just watching the news. We're making news. Let's make the news. Let's do it. But like I said, the enemy's always trying to make his move first. Proverbs 18, verse 17 says... The first one to plead his cause seems right. 
until his neighbor comes and examines him. Here we come. So the first one that comes out, it looks like he's right. This is the way it's going to go. This is how it's all going to end up. Nothing you can do about it. You know what I mean? Look what's happened. It's too late. It's never too late. It's never too late. Now, no, no, we're going to come. We'll examine the situation. And we're taking charge of it. We're turning it around. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 46. It says, however, the spiritual is not first. That's interesting. The spiritual is not first. But the natural, the fleshy things are first. Afterwards, the spiritual. Got to understand this. Many times the devil is going to be the first to speak. He's going to be the first to move on your life. He's very diligent. He'll be out there ahead of you in so many things in life. But don't let that discourage you. Don't let what you're seeing discourage you. Because you know what's following. What's following you and about to follow this situation. Goodness and mercy. It's coming. I said it's coming. Amen. So first, the natural, first the fleshy things, first the devil and his bunch, and they're setting fire and they're doing their thing, all this stuff's going on. But then, then, the Jacobs, the Israels, the church, God's chosen, his royal priesthood, his holy elect, then they come on the scene. So when you see the devil moving, hallelujah, when you see, see things happening in the natural, get excited, hallelujah, because the worse it looks in the natural, oh, that means the closer God is with the supernatural, the closer God is, Woo, hallelujah. You remember what Jesus said over in Matthew 20? Verse 16, he said, For so the last will be first. The last will be first. Jacob ended up first. The first wasn't first. It's never that way. It never has to be that way, if you believe the Bible. You might not look first, but you'll end up first. I like being in first place, don't you? Second place is eh, the first place. I want the first place trophy. I want the first place rewards. How many wants for, they want first place? Well, see, if you're a winner, you want first place. But if you're a part of the Mamby Pamby team, then as long as everybody gets a trophy, it's okay with you. Let everybody be celebrated. There's no losers. Everybody gets a certificate for showing up. If you're happy and, and you're proud of that, and you want to hang your certificate and say, I showed up for church today. Nothing happened. I mean, it was, seemed exciting, but I'm still the same. But I showed up at church today. I got a certificate. The pastor was handing out trophies. And I got a trophy because I came to church today. Well, not at this church. I don't have any of those trophies. I don't have any of those trophies. I'm sorry. The only way you can get a trophy is you've got to be in first place. You're going to have to move to the forefront of what God's doing. You're going to have to determine to be a winner more than a conqueror, an overcomer. 
You're just going to have to be determined to be on top and have to be the head and not the tail and above and not beneath. You just got to be out in front. You just got to have it. You just got to have his best. You got to have it. You got to want it. You got to pursue it for you to get it. That's how it works. That's how it works in the kingdom. I think I lost some people. They got sad. Some people just turned into the rich young ruler. They went away sad. I was really happy when he first started preaching. It was very exciting. But then he said I couldn't get a certificate. Just showing up wasn't enough. I thought it was enough. See, because it's almost 1230 now. And he usually closes by now. I mean, we've got our certificate. We've, we've, we've endured the whole length of the service. Why is he still going? I mean, I've got my certificate. I came. We're done now, Pastor. Shut the thing down. You've got to be on time, Pastor, because I will not come next week. I hope you folks are ready to stick around today. It's not stay in there until you get it. It's not stay there until something actually happens in your life. It's just stay there long enough to say, I showed up. I showed up. That's the mentality in the church world today. Have a 30-minute message and get the people out as fast as you can if you want to grow your church. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. Some people dare to go 45 minutes. But they dare to do it. I'd like to go until I'm finished. With you. Burning the chaff off your life. Just hang in there. Hang in there. Popcorn's coming. And you're the colonel. (laughs) You're about to pop. David's about ready to pop. I'm I'm naming him the colonel. (laughs) Colonel David. Colonel David. He's always the first colonel to pop around here. (laughs) Malachi. Chapter 13, verse 30. He says, there's two harvests in the world. You've got the wheat and you got the tares. You got those that look like wheat that ain't wheat. They're tares. And then you got the actual wheat. And so he said, let both grow together. Verse 30. Let both grow together until the harvest. And at the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, first. Let me say first. Gather together the tares. Happy we know there's been a lot of gatherings in downtown Louisville. There's been some gatherings in other cities throughout our nation. There's all kinds of gatherings going on in our nation. First, the first gathering. The first gathering is very exciting because it lets you know you're close to the second gathering. He said, let them grow together. And then first gather together the tares, bring them together, and bind them in bundles to burn them. That don't sound nice. That's the Bible anyway. Burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. It's time to see the wheat get gathered. There's a gathering coming of God's people. 
No, no, no. I know it looks like there's a gathering of wicked ones. But I got news for you. There's a gathering of God's people that's right around the corner. What you're seeing is what comes first, but the first shall be last. It's going to get pulled to the back. And what is last is going to move to the forefront. And there's going to be Holy Ghost fire that's going to burn the chaff. That's going to burn them up, leave them stubble. And you and I are going to be refined and shining in these last days. Just a glowing with the glory of God. Just a going with the gospel. Woo, hallelujah. Woo, praise God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Here we go. Here we go. Get excited. Get excited. Our finest hour is coming, praise God. Never grow weary in well-doing. Do not become discouraged. Don't be discouraged by things that are happening on a national level. And don't become discouraged by whatever little things the devil brings along in your life that seem like such big things. Because I got news for you. There's some great things that are coming right behind it. Because my God has the last word. When I speak, his word lasts. Hallelujah. Come on, stand up and shout and give him praise. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. That concludes this message. For more information about Life of Faith Bible Church or Stephen Fraser Ministries, go to our website at lofbc.org. While you're there, be sure to check out the many other teaching series and books by Stephen Fraser. That website again is lofbc.org. And you can always call 888 888- We trust today's message has encouraged your faith and strengthened your spirit to live the victorious life. And until next time, remember, we always triumph and we always win.